Hi, welcome to So Yellow, a weekly podcast about our experiences as female Asian Americans. I'm Helen. And I'm Cindy. For today's episode, we want to talk about how quarantine has affected different parts of our lives and how we've been dealing with this situation. With graduation being over and summer in full swing, we wanted to touch upon what our life looks like now for us and how things have changed. I feel like most of you listening are in the same boat as us, but we've been in quarantine now for roughly three months, and I don't know about you, Helen, but I'm starting to go a little bit crazy. (laughs) I think when we came home for spring break in early March, I don't know about you, but I had no idea that that'd be the last time we would be on grounds at our school and that the rest of the semester would be online. So, how do you feel when they announced the stay-at-home order and the fact that the rest of our semester was online? So, for me, like, my parents were already very worried about coronavirus um, back in March when they made me cancel my trip. So, when I heard about it, I guess I wasn't too surprised. But the days leading up to the decision of whether or not we should have classes online, I was... I was like praying. I'm not religious. I don't know who I was praying to. I was just like, please let classes like stay open, like be in person. But I understand why they had to make that decision. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know, the second week of March was actually our spring break. And Helen and I, plus two of our other friends, we planned a trip to go to LA. And we had the flights booked, the Airbnb booked, our itinerary made. And we even thought of what outfits we'd wear and where we'd take pictures and where we'd eat. But sadly, we had to cancel our trip. I was actually really, like, salty about it in the beginning because it wasn't, like, a global pandemic yet. And I thought that it was nothing to worry about. And so when my parents brought up the idea of, like, me not going, I was like, oh, you're overreacting too much. Like, it's fine. And I was kind of like, guys, I'm going no matter what, so yeah. And then I saw how stressed they were with the idea that I was going, and then if I were to come back home, I didn't want to possibly give it to them, so then I was like, okay, for my family, I should just not go. Yeah. So I was the first one to let the group know, like, my parents won't let me go, and then... I just felt so much pressure because all of you guys wanted me to go. But then, like, you were like, can you, you, Helen, you need to stand up to your parents. So then I, like, asked them again, but they were like, no, Helen, you're not going. And, yeah, I think a lot of us felt like this was just a China thing. Like, China's so far away from us, it's never going to get here. But our parents, like, stay up to date with Chinese news and everything. So, yeah, I think they saw it coming. Yeah, that's how I felt. My family, they would tell me all these crazy things, and they watch the Chinese news, so of of course everything you see on the news is, like, heightened, or else, like, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. make the news, you know? And they were telling me all these stories, and I was like, guys, I know, but it's not that bad right now, and it'll be fine. (laughs) But honestly, I understand their, like, concern, and 
I think a lot of our friends canceled their spring break trips, which is kind of crazy because people were going on cruises and, like, to Europe. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was kind of crazy. Like, it didn't feel real until that happened. And I heard that, like, all my friends weren't going. Like, I thought it was just our parents that were, like, super paranoid. But then I guess everyone was. So it made Mm -hmm. me feel a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah, I still had some people from my class go on their spring break trips but they weren't Asian. Like, all my Asian friends, their trips got canceled (laughs) by their parents. Also, we have, like, Chinese relatives still in China, and they were in quarantine, so my parents heard about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really bad. So, I'm quarantined with my family, but I know a lot of people weren't able to, so I just feel bad that people haven't been able to see their families for, like, months And this is really sad, but I know of someone whose dad passed away during this period, and they're in China, and she can't go back and visit. That's so sad. Wait, so their dad is in China? Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, jealous of people who were quarantining with their friends because I thought that'd be fun, but I've gotten used to being home. Like, all my meals are cooked for me. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, I used to not enjoy being home, but I think I've gotten used to it. But I remember the beginning of this period, my parents actually closed down their restaurant for a month, and so they were home every day. And I have never been around my parents so much, like, since birth. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Even when I was born, they were still working in the restaurant, so... Yeah, it was kind of crazy. They, I don't know, just like being in each other's space all the time. I was just like, nope, not for me. (laughs) And we would just like be in separate parts of the house and then like rejoin together for lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever get annoyed at each other? Was it like an overall good family bonding experience? I would say it was an overall neutral experience. We never got in fights, but it's not like we bonded that much. Because during the day, we just, like, do our own thing. And for me, I was still taking classes. And so they just, like, didn't bother me throughout the day. And this is kind of bad, but um, I wanted them to, like, leave me alone. So I was just like, I have class right now. (laughs) Bye. And I didn't have class. I just, like, went in my room. I did the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would go to the basement to do my classwork. And so sometimes when I didn't have class, I would also be down here. And then my parents would think I'm in class, so they wouldn't come in. Yeah. How was your end of the semester being online? Um, it was interesting, because I'm taking two art classes, and one CS class, and then a ballroom dance class. And, like, three of those classes are very hard to transition online. In CS, it was fine, because it was just, like, CS, you know? Oh, yeah. How do you do ballroom dancing online? <laughs> So basically, she um, asked all of us to point the camera at our feet. And so during the whole class, you're just looking at everyone's feet. And (laughs) that's so awkward. Was it awkward? Um, I think it was fine. We didn't have anyone with like a weird foot fetish. So it was like (laughs) fine showing your feet to everyone. But you never know. Maybe someone did. It was like a dream come true for them. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so it was kind of hard for me to follow along to her, and there would be lags. She would play music on her phone, and sometimes it would lag so you can't follow along. So yeah, she also gave us the option to just do Zumba or play Just Dance mm-hmm. and just like oh my hype up what we did. Oh, um, wow, that sounds fun. Yeah. I know one of my friends is taking yoga online. And I think they just point the camera at themselves also. I don't know why, like, it's the same thing as, like, being together and doing yoga together or, like, ballroom dancing together. But I feel like the camera aspect of it is just, like, so weird. Because, like, you're in your Mm -hmm. own setting and you can, like, see a little glimpse into people's lives. But I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. think it's so weird. Like, in my classes, I would never turn on my camera unless I had to. Mm. Yeah. Well... So for ballroom dancing, you usually have a partner, and so it was just really weird dancing without my partner. (laughs) I bet, like, as soon as they announced that classes would be online, your ballroom teacher was like, what the heck am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah. Yeah, how about you? How are your online classes? Um, I started off really strong because my classes were synchronous. Is that the word for it? Um, so they were, like, at the same time our class would actually be. And so I had a good Mm -hmm. schedule going. Like, I would wake up early and, like, do all my classes. And I was actually, like, ahead on work for the first time, like, in my life. And then there was a problem with, like, Zoom bombing, where random people would join Zoom lectures and, like, have inappropriate stuff on their screen. And so they made all the lectures asynchronous. And so you just watch it on your own time. And so then I started waking up really late at like 2, 3 p.m., which is terrible. But then I would start classes at like 5 p.m., which is bad. Because normally I'd be done by then. And so I just had a really bad schedule going for me. And one of my professors, it was so annoying. He posted the lectures like a day or two later than our actual class, which is so annoying because you couldn't plan around that. And then, yeah, he was just really slow at replying to emails. But then, I think the nice thing about online classes is that all of our, or almost all my exams were open notes. So that was kind of nice. That would never happen in person. But yeah, yeah. I want, but I wonder if my teacher made it harder because my exam was open notes, and she gave us twelve hours, and I spent like eight hours working on it. So at the beginning of this quarantine, I was actually, like, loving it because I'm such an introvert. I love being at home anyway. Like, even in college, I just, like, stay in my room all the time. But now it's, like, I just crave social interaction, you know? Mm -hmm. But on the bright side, this is, like, the longest period of time I've been able to hang out with brother since high school. So we've been bonding a lot. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, even though there's perks to being in quarantine, like, I've been so productive these past few months, and I think my brother and I, we've gotten closer, but I'm also just ready to start working now. Yeah. So, what have you been doing to keep busy? Like, any new hobbies or... Yeah. So, this podcast, I've been watching a lot of tutorials on how to edit, and... Same. So, I also started a book club, 
and it's been a while since I've been able to read for fun. And I started this book before, but then school, school got in the way. And then it's called East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Yeah, it's been really good so far. And then I've also been drawing every day on my tablet because I want to improve like my digital skills. And then I also wanted to get into embroidery. So wait, we should do it together. Yeah. I, embroidery club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like Zoom and we can embroider together. So I asked my brother for some shirts he didn't want. And I'm just going to practice on those. Do you already have the stuff for it? Mm-hmm. I found some old yarn in my house, and then my mom has needles, so I'm just going to use that. Yeah. Um, what about you? What have you been doing to pass the time? I think, like a lot of people, I've been really into baking. It's really soothing, and I like discovering new recipes, because I think a lot of the time I'm like, oh, that dessert is too difficult to make. But then I watch videos, and it's not that hard. And so, yeah, I've made flan, egg tarts, bubble tea, and I have like a whole list on my phone of things I want to make, but it's pretty time consuming, so I haven't baked in a while, but I think one of the downsides is that when I bake all this stuff, I have to eat it because my family doesn't eat that much, and so have you heard of the quarantine 15? I have, yeah. Yeah. I'm not at 15, but um, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> well, I will gladly eat your egg tarts for you. <laughs> They're my favorite. I'll ship them to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I made egg tarts and it was kind of a fail the first time. And then the next day I made another batch and my family really liked them. And so my dad is pretty like quiet. He doesn't say much. But when I made these egg tarts, he like came up to my room and he was just like, hey, your egg tarts are better than the store ones. Good job. <laughs> Maybe he's just deprived of egg tarts. <laughs> Does he? My dad always gets them from Chinatown when he visits New York. And he would always bring a box back. Yeah, mine do too. Now I'm craving egg tarts. <laughs> Let's make some through Zoom. <laughs> yeah. You know what I really want to try? I want to bake cookies or something in my car now that it's summer and it's really hot is that what people do um not really but (laughs) i just want to see if it works you should try and let me know you know how people say you can fry an egg on the concrete because it's so hot i want to try that also (laughs) oh you should try it yeah because my oven doesn't work let me know if it works okay i'll try it and let you know next week yeah okay (laughs) So, what is one thing you miss the most about pre-quarantine life? Human interaction. I was watching YouTube yesterday, and in the video, there was a group of people touching each other. Not, like, in a weird way. They were just, like... (laughs) What are you watching? (laughs) They just had their arms over around each other taking a picture, and I just cringed a little because I'm like, oh my god, they're touching each other. Even though it's just, like, their shoulders. But, yeah, I I was like, oh, this was pre-quarantine. This was what life was like. You could get so close to each other. (laughs) The other day, I went back to school to move out my stuff from my apartment. And so two of my other friends were there. And we just, like, stood in a circle. And it was just silent. And then we, (laughs) like, bursted out laughing because we were like, wow, we really forgot how to, like, interact with people. (laughs) Yeah. 
what's um what's one thing you've missed the most i think the thing i miss the most is going to the gym because doing a workout at the gym versus at home it just hits different you know like i feel more motivated at the gym because there's other people around of course there's more equipment and you can do more so i got really lazy i think i didn't work out for like a month straight and plus i was eating a lot and i was like dang i really need to work out mm-hmm. but i don't like working out at home that much because i feel like it's really loud and i don't want to disrupt my family but also i only have so much space and so it's kind of frustrating and it's so like enclosed i feel like i get really sweaty <laughs> the thing that worries me a lot is that post-quarantine i don't know how long it'll be until i'm comfortable going back out and doing stuff and i heard some gyms are gonna be reopening up soon and i just think i don't know i feel like it's kind of too soon and i've seen a lot of restaurants open back up and there was like a lot of people eating in which kind of blows my mind because like you can easily take the food to go so i'm not sure why people don't do that mm-hmm yeah i think even though all these things are opening it's ultimately up to us the consumers whether or not we'll go out or not yeah i think you can still support them but you don't Mm -hmm. have to be out and about and be around other people yeah i haven't gone out to eat like since march (laughs) yeah i'm not the biggest fan of eating out but i'm so excited to go out and eat (laughs) after this is all over I hadn't eaten any food besides home-cooked food for like months and then I was craving Popeyes and Chick-fil-A so I went to those two places and wow it just wow (laughs) it's my only word the drive-through at my Chick-fil-A is so long every hour of the day wait same with ours Chick-fil-A is like the the go-to restaurant in my town (laughs) yeah And it was so sad because there's a Wendy's next door and there was, like, no one. (laughs) Yeah. But I've also been able to try a lot of new recipes. Yeah. Like, what have you been making? Um, the other day we made char siu, but I don't know if it was the right way to make it. We marinated it in barbecue sauce and hot sauce, but it was pretty good. Wow. Even if it's not right, it sounds good either way. (laughs) Yeah. I also made pizza yesterday, but... Instead of making it on the dough, we got lazy and we just used the bread loaf and we just oh put stuff on top. That's kind of smart. Yeah, it was really good. Do you remember those Lunchable boxes with the pizza? Oh, yeah. Do you like them? I think they're so bad. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't like them either. I was talking about it with some of my friends and they're like, no, what? That's the best one. No. But that's definitely false i think the nacho one is the best yeah the nacho one's the best everything else is pretty bad (laughs) yeah looking back on it i don't know why kids were so obsessed with those i think they're like one terrible two terrible for you and three it's so little food it like Mm -hmm. now it's like a snack yeah i remember when i got older i think in college I went to the store and got one because my parents never bought them for me. And I was like, yes, now I can get my own Lunchable. But it wasn't very good. (laughs) Yeah, I think I did that too. But the only time my parents would buy me Lunchables is when we had a field trip for school. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. I feel like it would have been easier to pack me food. But I'd be like, hey guys, my field trip is coming up. That means 
I get to buy a Lunchable. <laughs> That's cute. I think a lot of people experience that, not with Lunchables, but just in general, like if they're deprived of something in their childhood or at home then in college they just like go wild yeah i remember there were so many fads throughout elementary school and middle school like what like i remember like the boys it was the nike elite socks oh yeah i feel like that's still pretty popular yeah my brother still wears them (laughs) and then i remember like the bakugans oh my gosh yeah there were some, like, Neopets, and there was this other one where you would buy the stuffed animal and play it online. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, um, Webkins? Yeah, Webkins. Do you remember the silly bands trend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when you think back on these trends, like, first of all, who made them? Why were they popular? And, like, I remember some people, it was like a flex if you had a bunch and so mm-hmm. some people would wear like 30 on their arm, but they're rubber bands and they <laughs> restrict your blood flow. <laughs> and so, yeah, I remember I wanted them so badly, but my parents never bought them for me. And so I got like a free one f- in school and I wore that thing every single day because <laughs> I thought it like made me cool having it on my wrist. But then I remember being out with my mom and we- I saw a pack of silly bands and I was like, oh mom can I please have this and she was just like what the heck is that and why do you want it like it's a waste of money but then she bought them for me so (laughs) I think I still have them I have like hundreds probably in a pouch somewhere I think I threw all of mine away or gave them away (laughs) yeah I remember there were so many fads and like my parents never brought those things for me I really wanted them them. (laughs) well Now that you make money, you can just buy them all for yourself. (laughs) Okay, so one of my quarantine projects that I really want to tackle is my attic. It has a bunch of stuff. So basically, when we clean and we don't know where to put something, we just put in our attic. So there's so much junk in our attic. And so I had this idea to clean everything. So empty it all. And then I'm going to make the most epic fort you've ever seen (laughs) i already have this idea in my mind i'm gonna like set up this giant sheet and then on the inside i'm gonna have this giant mirror and then have like i have a small mattress so i'm gonna put it inside so it's like soft and cushy and then put like fuzzy blankets and pillows and string lights and it's just gonna be the best thing ever so you should do like an attic makeover youtube video I probably will, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I love watching those videos. They're so, like, therapeutic. My brother has also been doing a lot of cleaning in the house. Now we're always home, so we care more about our living space. Yeah, I think having a clean living area or work area really affects my mood and how productive I am. My desk was, like, so messy, and then I finally cleaned it because we had guests coming over. And now I just feel so much more productive. And, like, it makes me want to do work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I remember I used to do work outside a lot because I couldn't. My room was just very cluttered and I couldn't. It was very distracting. So I'd always leave. But now we can't leave, so I have to keep a clean workspace. 
When I was at school, I would always go out because I couldn't focus at home. And so I would always go to coffee shops instead of the libraries. And quarantine has made me learn that I don't need a $5 coffee just to help me study. <laughs> yeah. But it just feels good, you know, just <laughs> buying that coffee yeah. and going to a coffee shop and do work. Yeah. It makes me feel motivated and like I made the whole trip over here, so I need to be productive. Mm-hmm. I also can't focus in the same spot for a long time, so I'm, I always need to move, but there's only so many places in my house that I can move to. Yeah, mine's the basement. <laughs> yeah. So, since we're going through this challenging time, is there anything that you're very grateful for right now? Um, This time has made me appreciate my family and my house more which sounds kind of weird but I used to hate coming home or not hate just like I didn't like being home for an extended period of time like I said earlier it feels like high school but I do think I've gotten closer with my family and home is just comfortable you know like you can always come back and it's always the same my room is always a mess (laughs) but (laughs) you know that's fine and honestly just like Having a roof over my head, I know that sounds like cliche and basic, but I know a lot of people are going through a tough time where they can't pay rent or they lost their job and can't afford food. And so I'm grateful that I still have all that. Even though it's a difficult time, we just have to step back and tell ourselves that this isn't forever. It's only temporary. And so things will get better. What about you? Yeah, I think same, having a roof over my head. And yeah, I'm also grateful that no one in my family has gotten the virus. Like everyone's safe. They're all staying home. Because before I was very worried about my grandparents. But I think the area they're living in is pretty safe. I think Canada's doing a lot better than we are. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you have in store for the future after this is over? Or maybe not when it's over, just in the coming months. So I'm anticipating my start date for my job, which is supposed to start in October, but there's a possibility that it might get pushed back another one to two months. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so because of that, I'm applying to other jobs right now because I want to start earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate and are in the same boat as you having their start date pushed back Mm -hmm. i think one of my friends their start date got pushed back to february which is crazy to me i think it's really frustrating that we don't know when this will end and so everything just keeps getting postponed and everything's so up in the air Mm -hmm. it's kind of frustrating yeah i remember before this happened i thought like i was finally getting my life together like i'm moving on and then this happened and yeah now i have like no idea what's gonna happen in the future yeah 2020 is honestly a meme yeah you know how every year people are like new year new me like this is the year i feel it well i don't think this is anyone's year (laughs) except maybe like jeff bezos yeah (laughs) he's about to be the first trillionaire so I think Oxford University announced that their classes will be online until next summer, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. Imagining another year of this. I think it's too soon to make a big decision like that. 
Yeah, I agree. But then on the flip side, I think maybe they did it so that people can plan ahead in terms of like where they're living Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I feel bad for them. I have a friend, he's not graduated yet, and he was thinking of having a gap year if classes do go online. Yeah, that's kind of smart. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to my full-time job now. What about you? Um, I will still be taking classes, but other than that, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty optimistic about the future. In my head, I'm like, how long can this virus, like, actually last but then watch us be recording next year and (laughs) it's still going on (laughs) yeah quarantine update one year later (laughs) yeah i think i'm less focused on myself and i just hope that like the state of the world is better and like i i feel really bad for all the small businesses all the people that lost their jobs and all the companies that are going out of business Mm -hmm. because no one could have predicted this Mm -hmm. you know I watched this video of Bill Gates, and he basically predicted there would be a pandemic, and no one did anything. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. It's kind of crazy how, like, interconnected our whole world is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this episode of So Yellow. We hope you are all doing well and staying safe with all the uncertainty out in the world right now. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love if you subscribe to the podcast to be notified of our future episodes. Until next time, bye! bye.